In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Well, welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'm your host, Tony Grubmeyer, and I'm excited to have back a guest who's been on this show twice. I've had the opportunity of interviewing him three different times. Uh, one of the most expensive. No, I'm just kidding. He's one of the most expansive business strategists in the world, and he's pretty darn expensive, in my opinion. Um, he is endorsed in Forbes and Inc. magazine. In his new book, he takes just 36 pages to reveal how to grow your business four times faster. Who doesn't want to do that, right? By eliminating 80% of wasted effort. Uh, Using seven steps, he'll help you to scale a prevailing business to accumulate wealth that lasts for generations and helps you to identify and change habits to develop the mental toughness you need to say no to tasks. I'm excited about this guest. I hope you are too. Pen and paper is needed as we get ready to go up Success Mountain. He wrote this book for business owners who are overworked, struggling to keep up with their ever-growing to-do list, and often just overwhelmed with getting things done. Please welcome back to the show, Perry Marshall, as we talk about his new book, Detox, Declutter, and Dominate. Good to talk to you, Tony. Always awesome to be here with you. Uh, You know what? If you're watching the video and you get to see this amazing library behind Perry, there is more books that I've seen in any library in any time because I haven't been able to go anywhere, right? COVID. But there is a book back there called 8020 and you are just phenomenal on this subject. And I just want to say first and foremost, congratulations on your new book. Um, Still the same question out the gate. We got to ask the question because it's always changing for so many of the guests who come back to the show. Your definition of success during these trying times in America. Well, I, I think definition of success is doing something that you're going to be happy that you did a hundred years from now. Uh, if, if you spent today in such a way that a hundred years from now, you go, yeah, that was a good day. That's what a good day is, right? And and of course, it's it's much different with the long term perspective. So I, there's the you know the the after you're dead perspective from you your point of view, and there's also the after you're dead perspective from everybody else's point of view. Did this guy actually make a contribution to the world? Did he make the world a better place? And so, well, that's that's my filter, um, and. Well, I think most people are frittering away their lives. I think they're fretting about stuff that they really shouldn't be stressing out about. I think they're letting other people run their life and steal. I kind of think of the typical person as a guy with about 100 hypodermic needles, like jabbed into their arms with all of these little tubes. And like they're dragging stuff behind them, sort of like tin cans on the, on the back of a car after a wedding, you know, like, I mean, and, and it's like, no wonder, you know, how do you, 
how do you run that fast with that much blood getting sucked out of your veins? That's what I want to know. Like, how do you manage to get anything done? That's my question. No, I love it. And I think it's going to tie perfectly into your book. And I got to tell you, it showed up on my on my desk. And, and I said to Courtney, who works with me, I said, where'd you get this? She said, it's Perry's new book. I thought you would want a copy. I said, great. She goes, I bought myself one, too. And I said, even better. Congratulations for doing what you did. Right. Most most people during this pandemic and this time, they're, they're, they're like watching the news that they're frozen. They're like, how do I how do I grow? Right. Yeah. Grow fatter. And you're talking about growing faster. And I'm excited about that because I've made the pandemic, excuse my French, my bitch. I went out and decided how I was going to, you know, take this time that was the same time everybody had Mm -hmm. and decide to change my life. Instead of sit back and wonder what was going to happen, I decided to go make things happen. So my life changed during this time. I think you're exactly right. And you know, what's funny is... I just got a paper newsletter from one of my clients named John Rinaldi, and he had taken a survey. His customers are all factory engineers and programmers and stuff. And his survey, boy, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not guessing I could lay my hands on it, but one of the questions was, so, so how is COVID for you? And he, he gave him an interesting set of choices. And like one of them was I have now binge watched everything I can think of to binge watch. And I, I think one of them was like, so I have now cleaned out all of my drawers and all of my closets, but one answer, the answer that got the 39% of the people said, it said living my best life. And my wife's comment was, well, they're probably all introverts. So yeah, that probably makes sense. And so like, like for me and and Laura, you know, all of a sudden, okay, I'm not getting on a plane every other week. And she's not soccer momming like everywhere. And it took a while, but both of us slowed down our RPMs. And we are now spending considerably more time with each other than we ever used to have. And my wife is probably honestly more of an activity addict than I am, if you could believe it. And I, but she's like, you know, this ain't bad. You know, I kind of like, so I think a lot of people are going to come because this, this thing's not going to stay around forever. It's going to get dealt with however it gets dealt with. Uh, But I think a lot of people are not, they're going to not change certain things. And I also, oh, totally believe that some people are going to look back and go, there was some actually really good things about that. Why did I let the media or the hysteria or whatever else take that away from me? That was actually a good season of my life and I missed it. And that, that, well, that'd be terrible. No, I, uh, you're perfect. I mean, like what I love is when, you know, every year I set goals. So I, I sit down, everybody goes out and drinks. I sit home and I like to to pen and paper and I like to, you know, New Year's Eve, I like to just sit down, mm-hmm. sit in my favorite leather chair, you either my phone or a journal, and I just start writing things that I want to work on in the coming year, right? Just, just my goals list, my dreams, my ideas. Uh, and my favorite thing to do throughout the year is to go and check them off. 
I don't look at them after I put them down on my list. They're just things that I say I'm going to go work on. And then I know what they are. I usually have like three or four really big highlighted goals. Well, for the last four years, I've been saying I want to work on my health. I just want to get healthier. I just I, I think it was time that I finally you know get back into shape. And the only thing that changed in 2020 was my eyes didn't improve. They actually got worse. So the, that was something that I noticed. But my colleague down the road in, in the building said, hey, how come you don't close your rings every day? And I said, on my watch, I said, I don't know. I said, because I use my watch to tell time. He goes, that actually will track and you can build some new habits if you just pay attention. I said, all right. Since that day, April 6th, I'm now over 204 days of closed rings. Every single day. I haven't missed a single day. Hey, I'm really sorry. What does closed ring mean? Just on my, like my Apple watch. Um, I turned off all the notifications on my phone. It just means that I moved. I, st I stood for a certain period of time oh. and I made sure I got exercise in, right? Okay. And, and for me, that was something that is obtainable because it's something that I could do every single day. Well, that led to a friend of mine posting a challenge like, hey, I'm going to get in shape for the next 75 days. Who's in? And I said, sure, why not? I've lost 50 pounds in 2020 by just saying, hey, you know what? Like, who doesn't want to move and get healthy and who wouldn't like to lose a little bit of weight? And along the way, I figured out some new habits about myself that I was avoiding for the previous four years. So wow. I went to my goal list and I was able to check off the box of saying, get healthy and stay healthy. Wow. Well, let's continue that. And, and so when your book landed on my, my, my steps, it says detox, declutter and dominate how to excel by elimination. So I thought, if you don't mind, I would love to know where you actually decided that now was the time to go put this book out <laughs> now, right? Because you know what? It's uh, very busy for a lot of people. A lot of people are stuck in front of the television. They're, they're waiting for results. They're watching reruns on Netflix. They're eating bonbons, watching reruns of Oprah. They're dreaming about what was and you are creating about what is the opportunity of a lifetime right here. So let's talk about detox, declutter, and dominate, and where this whole idea came from. And I really would love to dive into that today. So I have a friend named Robert Scrobe who became the co-author of this book. That wasn't the original idea, but Robert is a expert on memberships and he's been helping us with, with he, he helped us double our mem membership retention, which is remarkable. And and he said, look, Perry, when when people belong to something, they want to know what is it that this group of people believes in and stands for and everything. And he goes, look, you've got a bunch of wonderful things in your community, except that he says, Perry, I don't think you realize what you're actually doing. He said, let me tell you what you're doing. And he reduced it in the end to seven things. He said, he said, these, and if you turn to the back page of the book, it's got the list right there on the back cover. Um, use the Renaissance time to gain discernment and clarity. Use 80-20 to make your business more profitable. Earn $1,000 an hour, at least one hour a day. Create an irresistible product that's a joy to use by simplifying. 
Carve out the niche where you're the undisputed number one by-star principle. Build an impenetrable moat around your business and enjoy freedom to create and reinvent every single day. And he goes, so Perry, you've got, you've got a, a book on Google ads. You've got a book on Facebook. you got like all this marketing stuff. But he goes, there is a higher level of what you're teaching. And he goes, this is what it is. And he said, we need to explain to people so that when they come into their, their world, your world, that they know what, what it is that we're actually doing. And so I started writing a book. And after a few months, it was 50,000 words. And I, and it, I started with what Rob gave me. And then I gave it back to Rob. And he goes, I'll be back. And he comes back a month later, he's chopped it down to 8,000 words. He goes, you don't need those other 42,000 words, Perry. We're just throwing them away. Mr. 8020. And and he says, and so we, we end up with this really short book and he goes, we're not done. And he added a whole bunch of graphics and pictures and illustrations so that basically it's, this is almost like the, the business strategy for the rest of your life picture book. And I made him a co-author because I would have never, ever, ever whittled it down to the degree that he did. And I would have never come up with a book that was so tight that there's literally not one wasted word in this book. Like, most books have some wasted words, I think you'd agree. And so, and so like, these are the seven things. And the thing about these seven things is you could be a freelancer who quit your job last week and you're doing gigs on Upwork to pay your rent, or you could be the CEO of a $50 million company. It's the same seven things, regardless of where you are in the spectrum. And I don't know anywhere else where you can, you can take seven steps and be sure that they will still work in a hundred years, which I think is actually part of, if you want to do things that you're going to think are valuable a hundred years from now, you need to work on things that are still going to work a hundred years from now. I love it. I, I posted on Facebook last night, stupid things that made people a millionaire. <laughs> And my one buddy goes, you forgot the squatty potty. I'm like, you're right. I'm so sorry. Right. Um, but something is going to be around in a hundred years, which is your legacy. Yes. And I love this. I mean, I think he broke it down and I got to tell you during my networking remote series, you talked about um, the Renaissance time and mm. that was so relevant for not only myself and the audience, um, I love that step one, right? And that's the time where you meditate. You spend time getting quiet still enough to to actually let kind of some thoughts flow. Yes. We're so busy. We're doers. We get up and we go, right? Yeah. We're not the human being anymore. We've been the human doer. Will you talk for just the person who's never heard of the 80-20 principle? I, I want to make sure that's known. Uh, most people who follow me have followed you. But I just want to make sure that anybody paying attention today can get the simple kind of concept behind 80-20. So 80-20 is the most fundamental thing that you could ever possibly know about literally cause and effect. Like now, Tony, do you think that cause and effect might be important things to understand? <laughs> okay, like, I mean, we are talking, we are going back to gentlemen, this is a football, like, like the most basic 
things. So cause and effect are not linear. You do not get out what you put in. Basically, you either get out five times more than you put in, or you get out one fifth of what you put in. And that is how the world works. In other words, 20% of what you do produces 80% of what you get. And 80% of what you do only produces 20% of what you get. And that is an iron law. I have never seen any human being that was ever an exception to this. The only difference is there's people who are aware of it and who are constantly climbing up the leverage curve because they realize that whatever I produce, 20% of it can produce five times more. And if I laser focus on an even smaller number of things, I can get even more explosive results or not. And so this is true of every hour of your day. It's true of every day of your week. It is a, so for example, I don't care what you do last year, half of what you accomplished was actually accomplished in about three or four days. Okay. Now there might've been all kinds of stuff leading up to it, but the thing that actually made it work. So it'd be like, Oh, well, you know, in 2019, you know, I, I got in a plane 50 different times but I had three meetings that pretty much made the whole entire year. And the other 47 meetings were pretty much trivial. And this is always the case. And usually only entrepreneurs and straight commission salespeople fully see this. Because like if you're getting paid $15 an hour, regardless of what you do, you get hypnotized into thinking that your time is just worth $15 an hour. When in fact, like if you're the receptionist at a dentist office making $15 an hour, most of your time is almost worthless. And then like once every couple of days, one phone call is worth $10,000 to the dental practice and it comes in and you either handle it well or you don't. And the not only your job, but the entire dental practice hinges on you taking that phone call well. But most people are completely oblivious to this and they don't see where the levers are. And so that's why step three of Detox Declutter Dominate is earn $1,000 an hour, at least one hour a day with 80-20 time. And most people are going to go $1,000 an hour for one hour a day. Well, we're going to start with the fact that you do, in fact, earn $1,000 an hour, two minutes an hour. And you don't notice. And we're going to start magnifying glass that thing. And we're going to find out there's an entire world that's being completely neglected. And you're not going to neglect it anymore. And maybe not this week, maybe not this month, but in three months, six months, nine months, you're actually going to be making $1,000 an hour for an appreciable fraction of an hour or an hour or several hours. Yeah. You know, we were on our VP meeting the other day and this this topic got brought up. It was one of the identify, discuss and solve kind of areas. And there's somebody who, who answers our phone, our receptionist, and she gets a lot of calls from international companies like FedEx, et cetera, looking to find information to deliver a package internationally. Well, if we can't give that information, then we have to tell FedEx or UPS or DHL, go ahead and just destroy the package. 
Well, that doesn't cost nothing. That costs money. Somebody has to accrue that cost. And so we're missing out. We're losing. So we ship it. We can't deliver it. And we have to destroy it. So we're, we're, we're losing a lot of money. So the discussion was, what do we do? I said, tell that person to answer the damn phone and tell that person to find all the information they need and solve that problem. That is saving us money by not destroying it, but getting it delivered. So for me, that's the 80-20 principle for my, my office. And that person became more valuable than just a receptionist also, right? That person right. now has a, a new role and, and, and can grow into the company. So I just want to say thanks for sharing that. And that just was the topic of like a chunk of our meeting the other day was exactly what you just shared. And when you brought up like a receptionist at a dentist's office, we hired one. We hired one two years ago and she is actually the VP of our account managers because she knows that she actually can do more than just manage a, a department. Like she is phenomenal. So I just want to say thank you. One, one piece in here that was just, just so incredible that I, I wanted to, to share. It was step seven. Mm, yeah. That is to enjoy freedom, to create and reinvent every single day. And I think a lot of people sometimes in their life get bored because they're stuck doing stuff that doesn't bring them joy. Can you talk a little bit about step seven? I think it's really, really powerful. And then I'm going to take a quick break. Yeah. So let's make a, a little distinction. There are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who pull levers for a living and there's people who think for a living. Okay. And so if you're, if you're doing data entry, then you're pulling levers. And if you're uh, building Ford Escorts in some factory somewhere, then you're pulling levers, right? Or if you're mowing lawns for a living, you're, you're pulling levers. Well, pulling levers is a very, very finite value activity. Whatever the value is, right? I mean, maybe it's just drill. You're a dentist and you're just drilling teeth. It's a commodity. If you're pulling levers, it's a commodity. But if you think for a living then you are solving unique problems with unique ingenuity and therefore you are unique and therefore your value is not constrained to some Kelly blue book value or you know, like whatever standardized, you know, pay scale that you're on. Okay. I think a lot of people, they should be thinking for a living and they haven't realized they haven't graduated to it. Okay. So, this changes your recreation because if you just work on the railroad and you swing an axe or you run a welder or you mow lawns or you lay bricks or you just drill teeth, then you're going to work however many hours you need to pay your bills. And then it's Miller time. And then you're going to veg out on the sofa and drink and or whatever. And mostly, I think people who live that life their weekends are medication. But if you think for a living, the value in your life comes from a different place. The value in your life, if you think for a living, is your ability to resourcefully solve problems that nobody else has managed to solve and Find a, you know, like find an answer to a question that nobody's found the answer to help a client in a way that nobody's helped the client before. And this requires some combination of whether you want to call it resourcefulness, creativity, imagination. And 
most most people who think for a living actually work too hard and they burn out their creative brain and their creative brain is always tired. It's always on creative deficit. It's like, oh no, like I got to pull another rabbit out of the hat again. And then you're like, and then you always feel pressured. And because you feel pressure, you feel like you're supposed to work all the time. Because if you're not working all the time, you're not solving the problem and you get into a death spiral. What step seven is saying is this. Any entrepreneur worth their salt likes to work hard. Okay, not in the sense of swinging a hammer, in the sense of being engaged with your work and loving what you do and, 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 and waking up in the morning like raring to go and all of that, okay? If that's you, if you like what you do, if you enjoy what you do, you have this other problem. And the problem is, is watching TV doesn't drag you away from your work. You're still thinking about it. Playing Scrabble isn't interesting enough. Sitting on the beach isn't interesting enough. You have to do something that engages you fully and mentally and pulls your mind completely out of your work. So I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's skiing. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, going down the mountain slope with the air rushing in your face and the danger and everything else. Or maybe it's building and uh, rebuilding antique cars or or, you know, I don't know what it is, but your play needs to be as intense as your work. And you need to make the room for the play because that's when the creativity actually happens. I don't know how many times I've gotten the right solution to an idea when I was listening to your music or pushing my daughter on a swing or out riding my bike or skiing or as at a rock concert like get engaging in something like that. And, and I think most people don't know that this is a key to being the resourceful genius person that you know that you're sometimes capable of being. It's like, wow, how did that happen? How did it come up with that idea? Where did that insight come from? And it doesn't happen without space. Well, you know, I got to tell you, I used to live for a vacation. I used to try to escape from the reality and hope that, you know, by going on vacation, you know, I'd come back to, you know, my nine to five job and everything would be great. But guess what? Everything happened. You know, everything happened was I get back to my work and all the work I didn't do is still there. And so now I'm miserable. Now I need another vacation from the vacation. And you probably yeah. heard that in your lifetime. Yeah. You gave yeah. a great example. We're talking today to Perry Marshall, wrote a, a, an amazing book and he was kind enough to, to put Robert Scrob. Is that his name? Um, as a co-author and kind of help publish this book with them. It's called Detox, Declutter, and Dominate, How to Excel by Elimination. You can learn more at perrymarshall.com. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, come back, and and we're just we're just scratching the surface. Think about this. You went to uh, the grocery store and you had five dollars and you put in five dollars in the lottery machine. We just stuck the bill in. We haven't even got the lottery tickets out. So we're going to pick which ones we're going to buy when we return right here on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. 
So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. We are back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Special guest today, good friend, Perry Marshall. Look, uh, 2020, interesting year. Perry came on uh, late 18 into 19, had a great time with him, invited him back for a series of chip offers uh, called Networking Remote. And Perry joined us along with Ed O'Keefe. And it was just a great time um, just to talk about conversation. I know Ed and Perry, they're both in Chicago. Um, and one of the things that I absolutely love about every time I talk to Perry he just loves to be of service. He just loves helping people. Like, But what he wants to do is also help you to eliminate a lot of the clutter in your life and the waste so that you're actually spending more time. If you listen to the first part of this interview, he talked about it multiple times, spending time with his wife. Okay, So he said, I'm going to spend more time with my wife. And that's what he's discovered also during COVID and, and the pandemic and all this. More time, not on a plane, flying everywhere. Most of us think we have to be more by doing more. And that's the wrong way to look at life. For me, I was a workaholic. I'm an alcoholic, so I'm just a workaholic. So I work, work, work all the time. And if I don't work, then I don't feel adequate enough. And he talked a little bit about that in step seven, where a lot of what we do, I was just trading time for money. The value there was, hey, I was getting paid what I was bringing to the marketplace, as Jim Rohn talks about. But at the break today, we actually started talking about step six, and I shared just a little bit about some of the successes that we have seen in 2020 uh, on top of our business at Chip Offers by making some changes to some really simple things that I think um, we allowed to, to derail us from our mission for a lot of time. We were, we were distracted by the distractions, not focused on the business. And a good friend of ours, Roland Frazier, you know, helped us to see some areas in our business that we just weren't paying attention to. And so uh, this new book uh, by Perry and Robert, uh, Detox, Declutter, Dominate, How to Excel by Elimination. Uh, step six is really an amazing one. It's, it's how to build a, a moat, like a moat, like physically think about a castle up on a hill or a castle down in a village. The one thing that's going to stop a lot of people from getting in is what? Building something around it to protect it. I want to talk a little bit. I love the illustrations too. And I love the fact that you wrote so many damn words. And then Robert comes back and goes, hey, now it's 8,000. And you're like, oh, that's great. At least got 8,000 words. I can only imagine your voice when he came back with this thing. And he's like, here you go. And you're like, uh, okay, thanks. Now it's illustrated. It's like the most, it's a beautiful book. Um how how did you first, before I jump into the question, how did you first feel looking at this thing completely illustrated out? I mean, this this to me is the simplest, easiest, documented piece of information that I've ever seen on how to grow your business. And I love the headline, four times faster by eliminating 80% of your wasted efforts. How did you feel when you first held this in your hand, seeing it the way it is today? Well, I thought... I would have never, ever, ever done this myself. I'm a writer. I'm not a graphics person. I'm not particularly a visual person. You know, I just words, 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 words. And it was like, 
it, it shows you what happens when you can pull people with completely different skill sets. And I really have to take my hat off to Robert for simplifying this thing down. Like Perry talks about simplifying and Robert actually does it. <laughs> hey, from swinging your daughter to swinging for step six, I really want to get into this, this concept. It's, it's one of your proven seven steps. Mm-hmm. When, when you think about where you're at today, and all of the, the books that you've written, all of the many speeches and stages you've been on and all the events you fly to and everything that you've done. How important is step six? Like, I mean, literally, when you think about helping mm-hmm. a business owner or anybody with an idea, because if you do not have the, the right idea and you do not own the market, you will be just an afterthought. You will be the other option in a market. How and what is the thing that a business owner really needs to do to, to implement step six into their life? So step six is the crowning achievement, which is your business is not vulnerable to competition. In fact, if you do step six right, the bigger your business gets, the more competition proof it becomes. Okay, that's, that, that's an incredible achievement. You want to say that one more time? The bigger the business gets, the more competition proof it becomes, not less. Okay, so think of it like this. When Uber was just in San Francisco, was Uber competition proof? No, of course not. Okay, now that Uber is in every major city in the world... Is there any major city in the world where you'd want to start a taxi service? (laughs) Right? The bigger they get, the more immune they become because buyers attract sellers and sellers attract buyers and buyers attract sellers. And what I did in step six was I very neatly and briefly outlined self-reinforcing factors that all increase your immunity to competition, the bigger they get. So I'll give you a few examples. So let's talk about speed. So if your company performs a service for somebody, I don't care if you're building websites or, you know, like, well, I don't care what, or take them, take them somewhere in Uber. If whatever that is that you do, If you double the speed at which the customer gets the results, you will not 2x, you will not be twice as attractive to customers. You will be four times as attractive to customers. So let me give you an example of that. And this is not always super obvious, but I've got a customer This guy started a company called Swift Capital, and they were doing online small business loans. Now, any entrepreneur that's been around for a long time or any small business owner knows that banks do not help entrepreneurs. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because entrepreneurs take risks and banks don't take risks, right? And so if, if, if you grow in a business, where do you get money? Credit cards, uh, loan sharks, pawn shops, right? And so 
Ed Hariki put together this company and he said, how do we get a small business loan to where it doesn't take days or weeks and require faxing back and forth, all these forms and credit checks and all this kind of stuff. And, and so the, he did two things. One thing he did was he said, Hey, since, since these companies have merchant accounts, let's put the money Let's funnel the money to them from their merchant account. And then when it's time to pay back, we, t- we just take a percentage off of sales. And, and so people know about that. That's not unheard of. But the other thing he did, and I'm talking about three or four or five, six years ago, is they hadn't gotten the quickly assess the business credit risk part down. This was something that took three days or a week. And he said, we need to get it down to literally 20 to 60 minutes. How are we going to do that? Well, that is not easy. And I'm not going to go into the details, but he figured out how to do that. Mm-hmm. He figured out how to find enough signals to accurately assess the credit risk of a business in literally 20 minutes. Well, a year or two later, PayPal bought that company for a crap ton of money. And now every time you log into PayPal, um, you get this loan builder offer. Well, look, Ed made loan builder. We had consultations about this and we were propositioning, simplifying this. And when so in here, here's why here's why it self reinforces, because if, if he's doubled the speed and now more customers are coming, the more customers come, the more data you have. And if you do it right, you can then make it faster and faster and faster because you have more data points on which to make decisions. Okay, and so on page uh, 29 and 30 of this book, I've got about a dozen of these factors. So another one is reviews. I've got a client named Roof Simple. And they are a roofing company in the DC metro area. And they designed their business very meticulously to get good Google reviews by giving the customer a great experience. Well, when they finally got it dialed in, in the space of about six months, they went from 50 Google reviews to about 250. Now, if you're a roofing company, you got 250 reviews and it's 4.8 stars. Let's look at it from an advertising perspective. How much cheaper are the clicks on Google ads for a roofing company with 250 4.8 star reviews versus a company with 4.1 stars and eight reviews? I mean, having being the guy that wrote the Google ads book, I'm going to guess his advertising cost is 50 to 60% less. Absolutely. Then what happens if he opens up in Philadelphia? Mm. His first day in Philadelphia, he's got 250 reviews. Well, you start stacking these up, you get a competition proof company. And so that's what chapter six is. And, And also as the guy that wrote the book on Google ads, I have helped innumerable tiny little business come into existence. And you know, that's not very hard. And I don't think that's very interesting. You know what I think is interesting? The business is stronger and better 10 years from now 
And they haven't been wiped out by the latest tsunami or the latest Google update or whatever. I think longevity is much more interesting than... And it's, you know, and it's sexy too. Right. Super sexy. We've right. been around almost 20 years. We started in my garage, right? Mm-hmm. So I tell people all the time, I said, you know... Everybody looks for a quick buck. And when they don't make a quick buck, then they're left with some chump change. And then they, you know, they bow out because they go, oh, that didn't work. And I'm like, you know, the reason it didn't work is because you didn't use Perry Marshall's step six. You were just in it for the quick drive through dollar hamburger and hope it was going to fill you up. It just gave you a simple little bite and it didn't give you the everlasting thing that you really desired, which is something that was what you described in the very, very beginning today as we jumped in. And I loved it. And I thought it was great. It was your definition of success too. It For me, I want to I want to leave a legacy first for my kids to follow if they choose to. Right. And mm-hmm. I want to I want to pave the way that like a shooting star for people to say, I saw one. And that was Tony. He came and he left an amazing trail and everybody still looks up in the universe to see the next one. I want to do that because I want to leave behind something for people to follow. And that's despite your past, you can become anything you want in the present and you can create any kind of future you want as long as you're willing to not quit. And that's unfortunately what most people do when they start a business is the shit gets tough and then they quit. You just gave the Uber business model and a perfect illustration of starting in San Francisco, now being worldwide, likely that they're not going to run into issues if they get banned or something happens in a little city or something from time to time because they're... They're top of mind. They're everywhere. It's like Facebook. I'm sure Facebook isn't everywhere, right? They're not probably in where? Korea, right? There's some places that they're not, but everybody else knows where they're at. So I just want to say thank you. And I, and, and I want people to be able to get this book. Is the best way to send them to perrymarshall.com? Just go to Amazon and buy it. Uh, it's Amazon. nine bucks. Oh. And um, like this book is your 20 year plan. It's like, it's your plan for See, this. Day. Book's $9,995, right? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the first $10,000 book on Amazon. I love it. In it's fact, $9.95. $300 a page, the 32 pages. It's a bargain. So I'm going to tell my friends, which are the listeners this holiday season, this new year today, whatever day you're listening to this, head over to Amazon Pick up the book, Detox, Declutter, and Dominate, and don't buy one just for yourself. Buy one for the mastermind group that you're a part of. Mm-hmm. Buy one uh, for your maybe your men's group that you work with uh, if you get the opportunity to go once a week or once a month and you sit down with your guys. Or if you're a lady and you, you get together with your girlfriends, buy this book. Now, who doesn't want to spend more quality time with their spouse? That was one of the things that you mentioned in the very, very beginning too is those are some of the things that you noticed as benefits from the lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about the renaissance period on my uh, previous interview with you, and we talked a little bit about it again today and about the importance of just spending some quality time by yourself. Mm-hmm. This would be something good to be reading next to your spouse in bed as you guys are watching worthless television. You can read <laughs> this book and you get yourself prepped and ready to go have an impactful new year. So you can create more space so you can have more freedom with the people you love. Now, the only way you can do that is reading the bottom line of the book, how to excel by elimination, because most of us take because it's real easy to say yes. 
And Perry is going to help you as you read this to learn the importance of saying no to just saying yes to everything that you got going on in your life. Um, so, Perry, I just want to say thanks for stopping by the show. What is one thing, if I was to have you back next year, same day, same same time, but a new year, would you say you achieved in one year from today? For me? Yeah, you personally. Something that you're going to use the detox, declutter, and dominate and how to excel by elimination. So one year, I'm going to have you back or at least get a quote from you. And one year, you use this formula. What is something that you've got right now in your life that you could use this and apply and actually have a huge breakthrough in one year? So I co-founded just in the last few months, a group called the Cancer and Evolution Society. And one year from today, I would like, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff we're doing. And of course, you, you got to get stuff on, out on the table before you can sweep it off. That's like one of the <laughs> basic truths of life. But I, I hope that one year from now, we have narrowed down and focused to if we do this one thing, we are going to be successful. It is not clear what that is yet. I don't think it can be clear. But yeah, that one year from day. What a great question, too. Um, I didn't see that coming. That was that was a fun one. Well, hey, guys, that's Perry Marshall, Amazon or PerryMarshall.com. Go go grab this book, please. And leave me a message if you did. The, the best benefit of a, a person like Perry is that, like I said, when we put five dollars in the lotto machine, we only got like one lottery ticket today out and we have to wait a few days for the results. So I'm going to encourage you to keep coming back and listening to the previous episodes. Follow him on social media. Read his books. If you haven't picked up 8020, make sure you go do that. This guy has so much wisdom. You're talking Facebook, Google. This guy is literally, when I tell people, I go, guess who I get to interview today? And they say, you know, who? And I said, Perry, oh my gosh, you're going to interview Perry? This is one of the highest rated shows of my podcasting careers every time I have Perry on. So you're listening today, be motivated to be into action. Don't sit there and wait for somebody else to go do it. This is your time right now. This is the time you've been waiting for. This is the time when you decided, you know what? Today's the best day. You know what? Because you're alive, you're breathing, you have an opportunity like everybody else. Now, the question is, will you do something with it? Perry Marshall's got a new book. Go check it out on Amazon. And until next time, he's Perry Marshall. I'm Tony Grebmeyer. And go make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrebmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.